Resilience isn't about bouncing back from setbacks. It's about learning lessons and bouncing forward. Hey leader, David Burgess here, organizational psychologist, author of four best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And one of the things that can stand in the way of individuals and whole teams doing their best work ever is stress and whether or not they have the skills of resilience. Teams today are asked to do more and more with less and less. The demands on their time have increased the amount of tasks and the amount of time we need just to create a problem solve and think through issues has increased, but so has the uncertainty in the environment, both the economic environment, the competitive environment, and maybe even the social environment of the organization that they're in. All of that is a recipe for stress. All of that is a recipe for potential setbacks. All of that is a recipe for things that really can only be accomplished if the team has some level of resilience. And resilience isn't just toughness. It's not about just getting punched in the face as many times as you can and keep moving forward. I am sorry, Sly Stallone, that is not what it's about. Resilience is the ability to assess, adapt, recover, and grow from setbacks. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about the four fundamental building blocks of a resilient team. Let's get started. So the first building block of a resilient team is awareness. Do the people on your team, has the team ever had a conversation about the things that actually cause them stress and cause them potential setbacks? Now, yes, how many demands and whether or not we have the capacity to do that is one of the biggest predictors about whether or not we feel stressed. When we are overloaded with tasks, pretty much any human is going to feel stressed. But stress is a sort of non-specific response to demands, to the types of demands. We're more likely to experience stress when we're asked to do a lot of things and we don't know how to achieve them or they're tasks that we don't enjoy doing or feel a sense of flow state from. So we need to have that conversation on a team-wide level. What are the tasks we're really good at that when we're doing them, we feel really in the zone? What are the things we do that'll actually help us recover? More on that in the fourth building block. But also, what are the things that do that really stress us out? What are the things that are difficult for us to do as a team? What are the topics or, or mediums of communication that make it difficult to collaborate? We need to have that conversation. Now, that's honestly a hard conversation to have in a vacuum. So the way you grow awareness on a team may be by having that conversation. It may also be by paying attention and growing that awareness yourself and then realizing when you see it happening on the team, name that stressor so that your team doesn't feel like this is just us not working well together. Your team knows, oh, we're in this situation. And when this situation happens, this is an area of potential growth for us because right now we're stressed out on it. That's a totally different thing that is sort of external from the team and thereby easier to process because now we're aware of it and we've separated that out from our value as individuals and as team members. That's why awareness is the first building block of a resilient team. The second building block of a resilient team is framing. How do we frame the events that happen to us? You are almost always more likely to feel stressed when you feel like the events are happening external to you, as in they're happening to you. We might call that an external locus of control or really just feeling like you're out of control. But remember, this goes back to Viktor Frankl and Man's Search for Meaning. After every event that may happen to you, you still have a choice. You have the choice of how to respond. So teaching the team to separate out what things are truly external and what things are our response that we control, and maybe even helping the team frame some of those potentially 
external things as inevitable responses to a choice that we made in the past, that's going to help them understand where these demands on our time come from, where these stressors come from. Sometimes they are legitimately external and outside of our control, but often we have control in the response or they weren't ever actually external to begin with. They were the result of something we did. And in that knowledge is the opportunity to grow, to respond differently next time and not face that same stressor. So how we frame these stresses is going to have a massive effect on whether or not we feel stressed in the moment, whether or not we know how to respond or whether or not we respond at all. The third building block of a resilient team is exposure, or we might say controlled exposure. So you know, we have awareness of the things that stress us out. We have the right frame of mind, or at least a functional frame of mind about where those demands come from, et cetera. Now we need to be exposed to them. Resilience is sort of like growing a muscle. You cannot build resilience without experiencing that stress. This isn't just about teaching a team to meditate or have a gratitude practice or be more mindful to give them mental health days. All of those things can help, mind you. We're going to talk about all of them in the fourth building block. But the inescapable truth is that unless you're exposed to stressful events, you're not going to grow in your capacity to respond to them. You're not going to grow in your resilience. We've known this for decades now. Psychologists have coined this term eustress, right, which is sort of positive levels of stress. When you have too many demands and too much uncertainty, you experience distress. When you have not enough of them, you experience boredom. So you can take as many vacation days as you want. You can sit on a beach and sip Coronas like in all of those ads from 20 years ago. But if you do that too long, you're going to end up bored. And then when new stressful situations happen, you're going to be out of practice as well. So this is not about eliminating stress. This is about controlling the exposure and paying attention to when your teams are almost at the peak of capacity and then trying to scale them back. You may not be able to eliminate demands entirely on your team, but one thing you can do is reassert where the priorities on the team are. Because when we're at capacity, the smart and logical thing to do is look to eliminate some of those tasks. Now, if we have no clarity on what the priorities, what the mission critical tasks are, then we're just going to blindly eliminate things. But if we have clarity, then we know what things we can just kind of ignore for a week or two while we focus on these more important ones and know that we're not going to drop the ball. And that automatically lowers us down from distress to you stress. So this is not just about making sure your team has those stressful moments. It's about making sure they know how to attack all of the demands in those stressful moments. And as you do, you're going to grow their level of resilience over time. Only if you also include the fourth building block of a resilient team, which is recovery. And yes, this is where the different strategies like mindfulness and a gratitude practice or maybe mental health days or making sure your team's actually taking vacation days. This is where the beach and the sunshine and all of those things actually come into play. Just like growing a muscle when you experience stress and on a team or individually, it's the moment of recovery where you actually grow. So you're going to need to build those moments of recovery in on your team. This happens really in two ways. The first is what I was hinting at earlier is making sure the individual members of your team actually understand what resources are available to them, actually understand where the support comes in, whether your organization has mental health supports or not, or whether they just know how to actually be more mindful or understand how to de-stress in the moment. This is going to make sure on an individual level we know our people and we know that they know how to monitor themselves for stress and how to de-stress in certain situations. As a team, this is going to go back to capacity management, making sure you as the team 
team leader are varying the level of demand and tasks from week to week or from day to day. Now, in any natural work calendar, there are recovery periods. As we get into the holiday season at the end of the year, as we get into the summer season in the middle of the year, these are often times where what we need to be fighting for as leaders is a lowered sense of demand on our teams so that we can grow, so that we can recover. If you're in sort of an all-out grind, if you're leading a startup team or a small business team where there's just always demands, this might be less about the calendar, especially if you're in a retail situation where actually during the holidays and possibly the summer is your busiest time. If you're not in a situation where those natural rhythms apply, this is about taking the time at certain points, preferably right after we achieve big things, to take some break times, to build that into the schedule. And this is also about being showy with the fact that you're taking that recovery time too. In a weird way, in modern organizational life, one of the biggest barriers to people taking their vacation days is not feeling like they can get away with it. And the reason they don't is that their boss isn't taking enough of that downtime as well. So be the model here for recovery as well. And make sure people see you not slacking off, not disappearing at random times, but make sure people see you taking time to recover so that they feel permission and as a whole, the team knows how to recover as well. So those are the four building blocks of a resilient team. Awareness, framing, exposure, and recovery. We're gonna need to work on all four, and the truth is, this is not kind of a, a linear process. This is actually something you're gonna need to be monitoring on your team constantly to figure out where you are in each of these categories and where you need to grow. Some teams have a lack of awareness, but plenty of recovery time. Other teams know exactly what stresses them out, but don't feel like they have enough recovery to do it. And still other teams have very little exposure, so they never grow in their resilience. As you're thinking about which of these they are on your team, yeah, focus in on that one, but don't ignore the other ones. You're going to need to grow all four building blocks and grow them all together so that you can grow the level of resilience on your team. You're gonna be better equipped to support them, and as a result, the entire team will be better equipped to do their best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you really liked it and you want to go deeper and lead smarter, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever.